Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Guess who's b- yeah. Guess who's Bazak? Guess who's b- Transformer. I'm sorry. Yo, what up? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Dean Edwards. Dean Edwards. And welcome to another lively edition of the Father Muckin' Protocol. I'll be your host for the next however long we go. Dean Edwards, uh, comedian, actor. Artist. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my ish. Um, yo, welcome, man. Uh, last week, this is actually the first first episode back where got my man, uh, Big Mike on the boards. Mike in the building. Uh, Mike says, "What's up, Vessi? You got to get Vessi back in chill, in chill." Uh, last week I I recorded uh solo and and from the crib. I think I actually laid on my bed while I did that. Wow, that just made this a different type of podcast, didn't it? Every dude that listened to the podcast last week suddenly feels violated because he knows I was laying down while I was recording. And I, luckily, I didn't do sexy voice. <laughs> um, I say um a lot. I was listening to a podcast, like a previous episode, and I was like, I say um a lot, man. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I can't be everything to everybody. Why did I just turn into Lewis Black? I don't know. He's one of my mother's favorite comedians. Why? Because he's funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're we're back, man. He in the living room. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I was just reading a uh, reading a text message from my man, uh, Ahmed. Ahmed, good friend of mine, good brother. Um, you know, shout out to all of my boys uh, that uh, were on Sullivan and Sons. My man Steve Burns' uh, program on TBS is sitcom. Uh, oh, do you watch it? Mike. Mike is saying that he watches the show. Um. Yeah, it's, it's good. They. Uh, I think it just got canceled. They. They got three seasons out though. You know. Hey, man. I. I was. I was. I'm very happy and proud because three seasons. One season is a lot. Let me explain something. Just getting a show on the air. You understand the process? What that's like, man. You know, Vince Vaughn produced it. Uh, I think Vaughn is is cool with uh Burn. I know uh Ahmed and Vince Vaughn are real real tight. So I was I was happy to see that uh both from inception to uh fruition and uh and they they made it happen and uh you know congrats to uh Steve and and Ahmed and uh Ahmed Roy Wood Jr. and uh, Owen Benjamin you know I think what I what I dug about the show was the fact that I, I didn't watch, I'm not going to lie and say I watched it all the time, but every time I watched, I, I was watching with this big dumb grin because it's just nice to see, it was nice to see a bunch of comics just get some shine. Yeah, all four of them are stand-ups, you know? Um, look, uh, Mike didn't even know that. That's how wonderful the chemistry was that you didn't even know. You were like, oh, these, these actors really have a good synergy. But yeah, uh, and, and keep an eye out for them, uh, Doing their thing on uh, 
doing their thing on the road and, uh, you know, um, and television and film in the future. Um, as always, please uh, make sure you, you uh, subscribe and follow and comment, um, both on All Things Comedy and uh, SoundCloud, as well as iTunes. iTunes? I can't, but iTunes. And... Uh, and yeah, man, uh, and check out my man uh, Vessi's podcast, The Callback, um, you know, as well as his YouTube channel. Uh, the website is still, still in the works. They told me it uh, should be ready by the end of uh, January. So hopefully in less than 30 days. Um, and, and you know, someone just made a good point. They said, you know what, um... Now websites, websites aren't necessary, but they are necessary, right? Like, you know what a website is now? Now it's just a router. Now now a website serves as just a router to all things, whomever. So if, if you, if you're like D'Angelo, we didn't talk about that either. You know, I wanted to make sure we talked about him, big uh, D'Angelo head. And uh, for instance, if you want all things D'Angelo, you want his social, I don't even know if, if uh, he does, Um but you would type in, say, D'Angelo, go to his website, and then it'll have his Twitter, and his Facebook, his Instagram, and all things D'Angelo, or all things whomever, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, all things uh, J. Cole, who, who also has a, has a pretty dope album I just, uh, I was listening to uh, when I went overseas, and that kept me, uh, that kept me busy. I slept a lot. <laughs> On it, yeah, man. You know what? My uh, my clock is still a little bit messed up from going overseas, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Can I elaborate? Can I do that? Can I do that? I think I will. Um, Qatar is eight hours ahead, right? Yes, eight hours ahead. So, <laughs> so I think I and I left on a Sunday evening. I think my flight was supposed to leave at. I want to say 6.30. We didn't leave till 7. And I didn't fly directly. So by the time I finally got to the, uh, to Aludid Air Force Base in Doha, Qatar, by the time we got there, we arrived, I want to say, seems like it was, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock. We went to TGI Fridays. I said all this in the last episode I'm just uh, recanting. Um, so I get to the base probably 10, between 10 and 11 o'clock. And I'm wide awake. So, you know what I mean? I'm, like, as far as I'm concerned, it's mid-afternoon. Because my clock is, is wide awake. I, but I, what I did attempt to do, usually when I fly overseas, I'm like, all right, here, I'm going to try and stay up as late as possible. That way I can, I can uh, you know, make the adjustment. So that didn't work. I, I got on the plane, man. I fell out. I you always have these grand ideas of so I'm gonna watch, okay, if if uh this first flight is is say six hours, second flight is uh seven and a half hours, I'm gonna probably watch at least four movies. Right? You say to yourself, I'm gonna watch at least four or five two hour movies, or maybe two dramas. I'll you gotta mix it up, right? So you say to yourself, all right, all right. I'm a little sleepy, so I'm gonna go with something action. So I'll watch like the, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That'll that'll get me amped. That'll keep me awake. They'll feed me one time, get a little sleepy. Then you'll put on something that you might have seen already. All right, I'll put on 
22 Jump Street. I hadn't seen it, but I kind of knew what it was going to be. So we put that on. And then after a nice, I'll, I'll doze off midway through that. And then I'll wake up maybe an hour or two later. And I wind up, uh, I watch the rest of it. I'll have to rewind it and watch the rest of it. I ain't, man, listen, I started watching, I think I watched that movie Divergent, uh, which was with, actually, actually uh, thought it was a decent movie. Thought it was a, thought it was a good movie. Um, watched Divergent, and then I, then I was pretty much asleep for the rest of the flight. I was gone, son. Um, and then my second flight, you know what I watched? Yo. Yo, there was this really good, there was this good movie I'm actually looking up right now. See if I can find it in my IMDb history because all of these things are saved. I, uh, I just started watching this, this really good documentary on Netflix uh, this morning. Terms and, con- Terms and Conditions Apply. Uh, really, really good movie. Um, very kind of scary, but I'll, I'll get into that later. So let me see. This movie I watched... Starred most deaf, or actually his net, his new name is uh, Yazin Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, and look at that. He's been nominated for a Golden Globe nominated, two wins, 18 nominations. Hey, y'all, why don't we go in and probe and see what most deaf was nominated for? Well, look at that. He was nominated for... Uh, oh, you know what? I do remember this movie. Something the Lord made, HBO movie. Something the Lord made. Now, here's what's funny. Anybody, anyone that's ever seen anybody black get nominated for something <laughs> knows that if they don't win uh, the, the big award, that they will get some sort of black recognition award. And sure enough, look, uh, let's see. Okay, he was nominated for a Golden Globe in 05 for Something the Lord made. Also nominated for an Emmy Award in 04. Um, nominated, oh, you know what's funny? Nominated for two BET Awards for Brown Sugar and The Italian Job. Uh, nominated, um, Black, Black Movie Awards. I didn't even know that there was a Black Movie Awards. I need to stay in the loop. Black Real Awards, not to be confused with the Black, uh, Black Movie Awards. So what did he win for? It says he, he won for something. Uh oh he uh no he was nominated for the Woodsman Breakthrough Award. Uh got nominated for, for the Grammys for Best Rap Album in uh in 2010. Image Awards. So what did he win? Oh, boom. Ah. I knew something the Lord made would come through. He won a Namic Vision Awards. He won for the Woodsman too. Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah, he won a Vision Award from the NAMIC for Best Dramatic Performance in Something the Lord Made. And he also won, you said, uh, uh, for The Woodsman. Best Supporting Actor? Best Indie. Best Actor in an Indie Movie. Okay, so uh, big up uh, most, or I'm sorry, Yasin. Yazin, did I say that right? So anyway, he's in this movie, and it's the type of movie it was it was unsuspecting that I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. Cause I, I did see they were also playing this movie Begin Again, which if y'all didn't see this movie, really uh actually a quaint, I think you and I spoke about it. It's this uh it's this movie with uh Mark Ruffalo and uh what's what's shorty with the with the lips? Like every movie, every picture she takes, she always she has like natural duck face, Kira Knightley. 
she has natural, you know, you know, like, you know, if if you go to like go go on Instagram or Twitter and just put in hashtag duck face and you'll see a bunch of women with this pouty face, which is you look foolish, you look ridiculous. Um, that that now people now people goof it. Did you you should are you are you checking? Yeah. You you hear Mike laughing because they, you look you look ridiculous. Why not just smile? Why why does nobody ever just smile? Everybody everybody like women duck face and dudes are too cool for school. Dudes just suddenly do the squinty eye. You know suddenly suddenly everybody becomes real you know real squinty eye like Tyrese, but but they add on a little LL Cool J. <laughs> And uh, and 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 everybody's angry in their pictures. So you always see somebody throwing the middle finger. I'm like, what? You're a minister. Why are you? You're in front of your church. Why are you giving the middle finger, pastor? So uh, back to my original point. Uh, Most was in this movie. Um, he actually had two movies playing on the plane. Uh, one begin again, which is about uh this music executive that loses sort of his mojo and uh finds it again when he discovers this this young ingenue played by the lovely yet duck faced uh naturally duck faced Kira Knightley. That sounds mean. I mean, she's she's a pretty girl, but I mean, I remember since Bennett like Beckham, I was like, wow, she has she has a very daffy uh thing going on, doesn't she? Um. And and then as she became more more uh, popular, more famous, seemed like every every picture the the lips became even more pronounced. Um, so uh, yeah, that movie's good. And most is in that, but he uh, I had seen that already. I, I think at the Angelica. Um, this other movie, which I think is based on a on an uh, Elmore Leonard um, book, is called Life of Crime. The and you know you, you I'm gonna tell you the reason I watched this movie, it wasn't the the title sounded corny, title sounded corny to me, uh, but I saw it starred Yazing. I hope I'm saying that right. You think most Def listens? What do y'all think? Yeah, let me let me ask the listeners. Do y'all do you, my fam? Y'all think most Def um is listening to the Father Monkey Protocol right now? I hope he is. What's up, most Black Dante? I've always I've I, I, I always been a big uh, most deaf supporter, man. I think um, I think when you think term artist, he's he's one of the uh, he's one of the the like pure artists that you know um, has has a, a great amount of talent in more than one field. You know, you have some people that they sing or they rap or they make music. And then they stumble into acting because it's another another check. Um, but you don't necessarily see them get lost in the role. But somebody like Most Def, and a lot of people don't realize Most Def, you knew him as an actor probably before you knew him as an MC. You know, uh, I think he was on uh, the the Cosby. Uh, remember the Cosby Mysteries, Cosby Murder Mysteries, something like that. And uh, yeah, so dude's been acting for years, and so he balanced. Uh, both acting and his uh music, and has put out some incredible uh incredible music. Um, his, his first album uh on the black hand side, what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, anyway, uh, y'all can look it up. I ain't gonna waste time. But um, that's that's still a classic. My Omi says, "Shine your light on the world." 
Shine a light on the world to see. I want black people to be free, to be free, to be. Now, I don't want any of uh, our listeners that are not of color to think that um, think that I am saying I want black people to be free, or that Mose was saying that, and he was saying that as a uh, as as a slight to any other race. I think he was just saying, you know what, uh, he he wants, and it's not just. Freedom, the shackles of freedom as far as uh, being, um, you know, physically enslaved, but also mental enslavement. Uh, and there you have it. So uh, check out most, most of And you know what I like the feed me, bug me. Uh, uh, I am the most beautiful boogeyman. He had this song called the Boogeyman Song on his second album. It was dope. But even before that, remember, remember uh, Most Def and Talib Kweli, our black star? Lord of mercy. Uh yeah, I was sorry. I, I just I just was in 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 myself uh big. I like most that man. That dude's nice. And he's funny. I'm gonna get back to that. And 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 he's uh I think I think uh I think David Chappelle said that most Def is uh probably the funniest non-comedian he's ever met. <laughs> Cause he's a real he's a real funny dude. He's a, he uh he's done a little he did a bunch of work on the Chappelle show back in the day. So anyway, I watched this movie, Life of Crime, because I thought it was an interesting lineup of actors. I saw it had most deaf. First of all, I saw most deaf, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Always like uh, watching most deaf and seeing his, uh, his choices and as an actor. But... Um, an interesting lineup. It was most deaf, Jennifer Aniston. That right, that right there, most deaf and Jennifer Aniston. You like, you know what? Let's let's see where this is going. This seems interesting. Um, uh, what's her name? Is it Isla or Isla? Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher, and my man Will Forte. Will, Will Forte, Will Forte, the Falconer. That's how I, I always think of Will as a Will. What a nice dude. <laughs> uh, that was my as an old uh, cast member right there, uh, or castmate. Um. Yo, this movie was silly. It was actually, it was. <laughs> I love a dark comedy. You know what I mean? It was, it was one of those dark comedies. Uh, I, and it was based, yeah, it was based on uh, uh, uh right, Elmore Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who also wrote the book that this new movie, uh, Inherent Vice, is based on. I was supposed to meet. Um, I had some family obligations, so I wasn't able to meet. They, they wanted. Uh, me to meet with God. I, you know, it's funny as a, as a performer. Anytime, and I, I wonder if this is just me or if other actors. I'm sure other actors and uh, performers feel this way. But and, and you have to learn to just release something. You know, if it's not for you, it wasn't for you. But anytime something happens, uh, where people reached out for you or requested you, and then you uh, you couldn't do it, always in the back of your mind, you're like. Shoot, I could have, that should have been me. I should have been in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there was a movie, um, uh, I think it was, uh, it's called Two Weeks Later with, uh, with, with Sandra Bullock and Hugh, what's the, what's the British guy? Hugh, not Hugh Jackman, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, right? I think it was called Two, two Weeks, Two Weeks Notice, maybe? It was like a romantic comedy. And I remember, I don't know, did I, I think I auditioned and my agent called me. I was in my dressing room at SNL. My agent called me and he said, they want you for this thing, but it start, it's, it's two weeks notice. It starts shooting uh, 
when you guys get back from break on SNL. And, and yeah, and so uh, and so I wasn't able to do this movie. And so I think, uh, brother, that I and here's what's funny. When you can't do it and then somebody else can, you suddenly know everything this person does. <laughs> so I think, look, I'm not even looking. And I think the brother's name is Dorian Messick. Are you on on the, the is is that the brother's name? He played he played the the driver. And uh and anytime I see dude in a movie, I'm like, that's dude that would uh that was in that movie I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Um uh, it's Dorian Missick, okay, all right, and 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 shout out, he's a, you know he's a talented uh, cat in his own right, talented actor. Um, but anytime I see him, I it reminds me of damn, I, I wish I could have done that movie. It looks like it would have been fun. Anyway, um, so the movie was good. Uh, I actually, why I was exhausted, I was tired, but I remember watching the whole movie. I think I had to rewind it once because I did probably doze one time. But this, it was a funny, it was a. What's a prequel to Jackie Brown? Get out of here. He's saying, hold up. The characters in Life of Crime are later put in in, in Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown? Get out of here. Are you serious? Oh, they changed the names. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? And now that you say that, because I was watching, y'all know I bounce around a lot. I was watching um, that series, The Directors. You ever watch this? Uh, Robert Rodriguez has this series called The Directors. Uh, might be on, I don't know, IFC. It's on one of those like odd channels, one of those odd new channels, not Vice, but something like that. And uh, and I didn't realize. I thought Jackie Brown was an original. Uh, was was a Tarantino original screenplay. I didn't re- I didn't realize until watching that that it was based on an Elmore uh Elmore Leonard uh book and that Jackie Brown was initially a a white woman. Um and and Tarantino was such a fan of uh Pam Greer and her black exploitation uh run that he cast her um as as the leading role in, in Jackie Brown. So I did not realize it. Look at that. All within a week's time, I, I I learned that one movie I just watched versus another movie that I saw re- referenced uh, a couple of nights later, they all tie together. It all ties together, people. Do you see where I'm going with this? I know some of y'all are like, can you get back to your original um, thought? So, uh, so I watched uh, that movie. Movie was was pretty good. Y'all, y'all check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, um, if it was playing on a plane, that means it'll probably be on Netflix soon and probably uh, on cable very soon thereafter. So we um, we got over there, got over, and and my clock, you know what it was? Every night I tried staying up a little late to to mean to get my clock, but the problem was. We'd, we'd stay up late, and then they had us waking up extremely early. Like, not extremely early, but I normally wake up like 6.30, 7 o'clock anyway, so I was waking up probably like 7.30 and going to uh, going to get breakfast by 9.30, and then they'd have us uh, go, you know, do things on, on the base, which I discussed last week from going to have a dog chase you, um, which I didn't do. To uh, checking out the Matt V vehicles, um, they let us drive them, 
and also go to, uh, you know, meet some of the wounded warriors um, that might have been injured. Well, you know what? That the, it sounds one way, but let me let me give you give you the real. Like when you hear me say the term, term "wounded warrior," you're thinking these guys that got hurt, you know, in the battlefield in Afghanistan, and you know they're uh, they're laid out in beds, and we're going and standing by the side of their bed, and they have uh, the gauze and bandage wrapped around their head, so you can only see one eye, and they're like, you know, hey, we do what we can, <coughs> we do what we can. For God and country. Man, these dudes, like, you know, might have sprained their wrist or twisted their ankle or something, you know. <laughs> you know what? A lot of them, a lot of uh, people that, that were there at this particular moment, they they had, like, sports-related injuries. Um, There's, like, no, nobody was dying. Uh, there were a couple of, uh, there were a couple of injuries uh, that were from volleyball and someone got spiked too hard. I'm sorry, I'm pulling back the veil. <laughs> I'm pulling back the curtain. <laughs> but, and here's what's funny, when we got there, so it was me, DJ Scribble, and uh, the four brothers from uh, from Dirty Word, the band, and then uh, uh, Benny, one of the uh, sound engineers. And we get there and, and we, we go to this one... Uh, is one building, a um, bunch of officers sitting around uh, at their desks, and then they bring us to the back. They're like, oh, you have to go through there for wounded warriors. This woman says, uh, how can I help you? And they said, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, um, we're the entertainers. Uh, and she was like, oh, uh, do you need a ride somewhere? Uh, we're like, oh, no, we're here for the uh, wounded warriors. Oh, you know what? They forgot. to. They had to go find someone. <laughs> they had to go find someone with an injury. <laughs> it was this was the most <laughs> This was one of the most awkward <laughs> moments I've experienced lately. They had to go find someone that uh my man had uh, his his wrist was 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 uh splintered up or not even. It just had he had like an ace bandage on his on his wrist. Um and we're it's so it's you know it's it's what four five seven eight of us, uh, including uh, including the people that uh, were bringing us around, and and we're trying to find some conversation. Meanwhile, the born identity is is on television. So I'm I'm saying to myself, Dean, stop watching TV and just look at him. Dean, Dean, focus, pay attention. So dude's looking at us. We looking at him. Really, I wanted to say, duh, I don't know what we should talk about either, you know, because we all just staring at each other. And and finally, we're trying, we're like, yeah, so uh, how long you, you go through all the standard questions you would ask someone if you were put into a situation where you didn't know them and you had to know a little bit about them. And they took time out of their day. You took time out of your day. So uh, now I present awkwardness. Uh, hey, so uh, uh, where are you from? Uh yeah, from uh from South Carolina. Oh, what part? What part? Oh, I did uh basic training in uh Columbia. Yeah, no, I'm about two hours south of Columbia. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, how'd you uh how'd you hurt your wrist? Yeah, man, I, um, I was uh, I was uh, I, I twisted it. I was playing basketball and landed and oh oh yeah yeah. 
uh, where you, where you stationed? Uh, yeah, stationed over and such. And I was in Afghan, but I'm on my way back. I'm here for uh, for uh, 30 days. Oh, so how many days have you been here? Been here uh, about, uh, what, uh, 18 days? So you have about oh, a week and a half, almost two weeks left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and this, this should come off next week. It was just awkward, man. It was... It was so awkward. It, it was. It was. It was terrible. Hey, man. I'm, I'm, but and then and then you end with, "Hey, man, you coming to the show? Gotta come to the show." Yeah, man. I'll be there. I'll, or or I think did we go? No, we actually we went and met with him after the fact, which is always fun. It's always funny when you can get performers or entertainers to do something after they've already uh, earned their their keep because. You know, you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I done did what I had to do. I'm chilling now. But everybody was out there, and uh, he was like, yeah, we came, saw the show, great show. And um, and then I headed back, headed back home, and uh, got back uh, got back over the weekend. And, uh, and so here we, here we are. And, um. And it's 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 been I you know what I I went to a buddy of mine he uh he works for the New York New York Knicks organization and so he uh he invited me and the fam out to this uh, I think it's called the Maggie Dixon Classic this basketball game really rolled out the VIP big up my boy uh Dabiti Staboon uh he 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 does a great job with the Knicks got to me got to me you know who I got to meet uh Teresa Witherspoon. Remember she played for uh, the New York Liberty when when the yes y'all she I I I was I had a big cheesy grin on my face because she I always dug her as a player because um, I always liked her energy her energy um, on the court she was real passionate about playing but she also was was uh, was an exciting player you know I always I always dug players like that um, I told her I said you know what you and uh, Dennis Rodman were two of my favorite. Favorite ball players ever because you brought a level of excitement and entertainment to the game, and you could see she she would enjoy like she she you could see her anger when she was pissed off. You see she was angry, but when she was when she was happy, she had a big smile. I like when somebody wears it on, on their uh, wears it on on their their face like that, and she did. Um, she was real sweet. She was very friendly. Um, so uh, big up spoon. And uh, geez, I I just I lost my train of thought. Did I did I start on something and forget it? No, no, I ended on the life of crime. I ended, I did end on the life of crime. Uh, Empire premiered. Um, didn't see it, but you all let me know what you think. Uh, by the time this comes out, you will have. Uh, I will have seen it. I just uh, I was gigging. I actually had. Uh, I had to go to Philly. I haven't been to Philly in a second, man. It's been, it had been, oops, damn it. It had been a while since I've been to Philly. My boy, uh, Buck the, Buck the Funk Wild, uh, from Philly, comic buddy of mine, met him years ago. Man, I met Buck the Funk Wild, uh, back in the 90s. And uh, he's he's always been a, a a cool cat, good brother. So uh, I actually had to cancel a gig on him last year. And I told him, see what happened was he asked me to do this gig. He called me to do this gig, uh, maybe in uh, I don't know in the, in the late winter, early spring. Um, asked me to do it. Told me uh, I and when he booked me for it, 
I said to him, I said, now, Buck, um, I'm not sure. I said, my agents might call, and if they book me for something else, I'm going to have to cancel on you because that'll be for the full weekend, and that's their commission. I ain't, they ain't getting nothing if I'm doing it, uh, doing a gig for you, you know. And so he said, I understood. Sure enough, right after he did the flyers, <laughs> they booked me for something. I called him, and you know what, your friends, the, 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 the harshest thing about doing anything for your friends is they going to let you know you left them hanging. You know what I mean? So... He's like, oh man, I just I just did the flyers for this gig. I spent a thousand dollars. I was in my mind, I was like, you ain't spent no thousand dollars on no flyers, son. And if you did, you getting jerked, son. But I know you didn't spend thousand dollars on no flyers. So I had to cancel, and then he hit me, um, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And Buck is funny because he just texts you, and if you don't respond to his text, I'm usually good about responding to people's texts. Uh, immediately, but he texted me and I didn't hit him back. And I said, oh, I got to hit, hit Buck back. I think maybe I was driving or something. And then right as I got where I was going, I was like, make sure I call him. And he called me first. So now you feel that awkward. Ah, damn, I forgot. I was got, and you get, you're in that combo where you're like, nah, you know what? I was going to call you, but I was driving. So I just wanted to get, but you beat me to the punch. What's up? So he's like, yo, what are you doing? Uh, January, I don't know, six, seven, whatever. I said, um, why, what's up? He's like, yeah, Torrey has that room warm, daddies. I said, I'm there. Whatever the money is, I'm going to come do it because I owe you. And then leave it to Keith Robinson. Leave it to Pop Pop. <laughs> Y'all have heard me speak about Pop. We got to get Keith on here. Keith would be fun to have on here. Um, leave it to Keith to make a brother uh, feel guilty because... Uh, we were working out. We were working out. And this dude says to me, I, I said to him, I just said, oh, Keith, I'm going to be in Philly tonight. Oh, what are you in Philly for? I said, I'm doing Warm Daddies. Dean, why? Why are you doing Warm Daddies? You're bigger than that. Why? I said, nah, man, because I got to give back to, you don't have to give back to the community, Dean. Stop. I'm gonna. I'm off tonight. I'm coming and I'm sitting in the front row and I'm bringing the whole neighborhood and we're heckling you. We're gonna heckle you. Keith is an ass. <laughs> so now I'm feeling guilty. Like, well, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. I didn't. You know, I just was trying. Because honestly, I. You know what happens? And I might have spoken about this before. You don't do as many. If you came up doing, like I came up doing both the hood rooms and the mainstream rooms. Uh. And there's a point where you stopped doing as many hood rooms because, A, they're hood rooms, um, and B, you don't, you know what, you don't, unfortunately, you don't get the level of professionalism that you want to have uh, in every space that you should get in every space, I should say. Because uh, they're not comedy clubs. Most of the time, they are a restaurant or a bar. And they set up comedy. They set up a stage. They set up a DJ. Um, and then, so it's this variety, this hybrid of a variety show. And you know what? I don't want anybody thinking I'm pissing on or hating on any of the rooms because the rooms are what help make me the comedian I am today. It's definitely a different type of energy. The energy is usually, it's, it's quicker paced. You got to get to the jokes a lot faster than if you're in a club and people pay 
for comedy specifically because now there's a different uh different mental uh state that people are like, all right, well he's in here for a reason and so he's focused on uh comedy and so there might be a a, a higher amount of patience involved with regards to the the comedy that's presented versus a, a hood spot where you might have to follow three or four comics that that come on to the hottest new song and have their take on that new song. And then there might be a singer or a rapper. And now you got to follow that and people are tired. So now you got to bow, you got to hit them. You know, protocol says you got to hit them quick, uh, hit them and quit them, you know. So you've done, when you've done that for years, there comes a time where you say, you know what, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to fight to make people laugh. I call it, I used to call it, or still call it combat comedy. And that's not to, it's combat comedy. And that's not to say that some of the rooms um, aren't good rooms. Now, I got to say, Warm Daddy's was a nice room. It wasn't, it wasn't hood. It wasn't ghetto. Um, crowd listened. They, um, they're patient. There was actually, you know what? I want to big up. There was this, uh, there was this, this uh, damn, this R&B group that performed uh, called Love Park, P-A-R-Q. Yo, these dudes were good, man. Yeah, it was it was a it was a throwback to that uh, that Motown Philly back again. That that Philly soul sound. They had uh, I think it was three part harmony. These dudes were were fire, man. Y'all keep an eye out for them um, because I believe they said. They're going to be on the upcoming season of America's Got Talent, and uh, yeah, and they and they were teenagers. They were teenagers, and uh, and they they were real gracious. Dude, one of them came up. He's like, "Oh man, Dean, that was you know, a big fan." That always makes me feel good. Y'all don't heard me say before. I don't care who you are. You come up and give me dap. You made a fan for life, so, like <laughs> you know. Um, but yo, they they were these dudes were um. Were really good. It were really good. So uh, keep an eye out for them. And then uh, and, and Teray's been doing this. This uh, he and Buck Wild, I should say, been doing it for a long time. Um, not just comedy, but uh, doing um, you know, uh, I think they call it soul comedy or something. They've been doing this. He's been doing this show in different venues throughout the uh, Philly area for. A long time and Warm Daddy's is the most recent one that they've been doing for a while. And uh so if you're in the Philly area, man, go. I think they do that every every Wednesday night. So y'all go make sure you check them out. I had a blast. I had to take the train though. Let me tell you something. I had to take the train. I had to take the train to Philly because uh because uh you know the crib needed needed the car. And I was like, ah, and you got you know, that's the sacrifice. And it was brick, yo. Anybody that doesn't know isn't in like the Northeast or in the Midwest, yo, it's 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 probably right now it's warmed up and it's not as cold as it was when I recorded this, but it feel you know when they say uh it's it's three degrees and then with the wind chill factor, it's 17 below. That's how it felt yesterday. It, yo, it was it was brick. It was yeah, it was brick out and um it was cold. So it was so cold. I had to go get my. I have two winter coats. I have one that I wear. This blue one that uh, if you see me, you know, on Instagram or what have you, you see me out in the winter. I might have this blue jacket on. But then there's this. Uh, there's another. There's this red. 
big uh, uh, parka that uh, I think it's fat form. It's red fat form that I only pull out when it's brick out. It was in the cleaners, and I was like, you know, let me go get this coat out of the cleaners because I, since I had to be on the train, I said I'm not getting caught. And it's very, it's a very, it's a warm jacket. It's very hot. Um, so I went and got that joint. Get to the get to the train. Train was supposed to leave at six thirty. The shows I think started at eight or eight thirty. And of course, uh, Murphy's Law. <laughs> when it can, it will. You know, anything that can happen will. It did. Uh, get on the train at six six thirty. Supposed to pull out six thirty five. Next thing I know, someone's banging on the windows of the train. I, I look and I see a commotion. Everyone gets up and gets out. I guess, and then I see firemen and police officers. Me and Chad, look, Mike said, you in trains, right? So I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, man, is this some terrorist crap popping off? Because, you know, the thing with France just happened, the, the, the uh, you know, so people are on high alert. Uh, and they never tell you what happened. They never will tell you exactly what happened. So they now are, are it's funny because this is one of the few times in recent history I thought to myself, you're just part of the herd. You ever have a moment like that, y'all, where you just, you realize you were just cattle? Because no one ever said to us, okay, so here's what happened. You just, everyone was standing on the train platform and next thing I know, people started moving. So you're like, I, I guess we're going to go up the escalator too to go up the escalator and now you're looking to see if you recognize people that were down there with you and like okay i remember that lady that old lady this is penn station uh in manhattan so now everyone's clustered this short dude comes up he's like yeah they'll they'll be rerouting uh another train i see i see them wheeling out um the emts are wheeling out like one of those rolling beds and i'm like oh okay something happened to someone someone on the train they had to it's always weird though when when someone gets hurt and you see a fireman with with an axe walk by and you're like I don't think that's going to help. The, I don't I don't think someone having a heart attack needs your axe, son. So uh we stood out there for about 20 minutes then they finally got us loaded up at 7. Trains running late. Train gets in at about 8:30 into Philly uh 30th Street station. My man uh uh, Josie comes, scoops me up, gets me to the show. I tell them, yo, I need to, I need to get out of here by 1030 at the latest. Uh, a couple of comics going, funny dudes, man, funny dudes. Um, uh, Love Park comes on, they do their thing. Uh, and then uh, Buck does some time uh, to raise host. And then I go on, put my foot in them. And then come off stage, ain't no victory lap. <laughs> these 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 young ladies were like, "Can you do Denzel?" I'm like, "Hi, ah, hey, I'm doing Denzel. Check them, check their uh, Instagram page. I gotta go, you know." And and so, uh, I, um, I, they yeah they 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 asked me to they they had their because I know you know what it was I noticed they had the, I saw cameras out blatantly while I was performing. So I, I as a as after the show I said, "Well, y'all." recording me and they got they got nervous oh well i said no it's okay i said i just i saw your cameras up and i was like i she's like oh no we just just uh wanted to put this little part on uh instagram i was like okay no it's no problem um so uh got paid i was like 
oh, I ordered some food because warm daddy's supposed to have this amazing mac and cheese and corn. Yo, you know, mac and cheese is my stuff. I'm, I'm eating healthy right now, but had to, had to cast that to the side. And their mac and cheese is, it is banging. And they have this cornbread is, oh, I'm getting y'all real hungry right now. Talking about that cornbread. What you know about that warm daddy cornbread, baby? Anyway, uh, it was good. Why'd the waiter forget to put a fork in my uh, bag? But here's what's crazy. Before I left, I said, let me make sure I get a fork from this dude. Because I will eat mac and cheese with my hands if I need to. On 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 a, a Amtrak train headed uh, northbound to New York City, he gets me to the to to the train station with about fourteen minutes. Uh, an advanced train left at eleven oh four. Gets me there at ten fifty. I'm like, yo, perfect timing. What does the train schedule say? Uh, train to New York City delayed fifty minutes. It's 11 o'clock. I was supposed to get back to Penn Station by 12.30. And now I'm not going, if it's 50 minutes late, I'm not going to get there till 1.30. And it makes a difference because trains stop running as frequently from, the subway stops running, running as frequently. So now what, what should have been me getting home around 1 a.m. turns into me getting home at 3 o'clock in the morning. So last night I was, I was, I thank you, Michael, for saying I look fine now, but I was tired. Ain't nothing worse than... Oh! So, peeps, so then as I get off the... Uh, I get off the train and I get off the, uh, the Amtrak and I'm headed now to the subway. As I'm walking, I see this, this dude hunched over. You know, you see a lot of homeless people. Uh, uh, would we call them vagrants? Um, no, they're just, you know, people down on their luck. So this dude's sort of walking towards me and yo, this dude puts his hand on my shoulder, kind of pushes me. He's like, yo, you got some chance? I'm like, yo, son, don't put your hands on me. I'll never get, no, no, I wasn't near the tracks. At this point, we're, we're like in, in the, the general waiting area because I had just come up the, the, the steps. So I, I, it was funny because <laughs> I just went real hood. I was like, yo, B, don't put your hand. I said B, that's old school. Yo, B, don't put your hands on me. Hey, yo. I turned and is my boy Franz Cassius. Hey, <laughs> Franz is a comedian. Yeah, Franz, he busts out laughing. Cause I cause I I really got pissed off that this dude, it's one thing asked me for money. Don't put your hands on me. And I just got this jacket out the cleaners too. You touched my my newly cleaned winter jacket with your homeless hands? How dare you? Cause be honest, ain't that how you feel? Everybody there. I think Ian Edwards has a funny joke where he's like, it's like, man, understand that if I give you money, I'm giving you money. Just don't touch me. And he has a joke where he talks about, you ever give somebody homeless money and their hand touches your hand? And now you're like, hey, just take everything in my hand now. I don't even want the hand. Uh, so fries, fries, it was just funny. Fries, fries, you got me, man. Fries got me good. <laughs> you got me good. Look, Mike was thinking I was about to have another fight, uh, another another. Uh, drama-filled evening with Dean Edwards and his subway uh, subway stories. Uh, his subway stories. They are exciting, are they not? Um, so yeah, man. Uh, that's that's what's been uh, that's what what a guan recently uh, here with me. Um, what's been going on with you all? Huh? 
What about you? I mean, oh, what's up with you, son? Huh? No? Nothing? No, really? Get out of here. I, I, I did not know that. I'm sorry. I'm being silly. Um, I think I've yapped enough. I think we've 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 gotten enough out of out of me. Um, you know what? Uh, what's going on? Uh, if you are in the Denver area, actually, this will come out this week. I'm actually in Cali. This this will drop. Um, this this should come out on Monday. So if you're in Cali, I, I think I'm gonna do all Dev Digital show at um. Uh, What's the name of that? Inside Jokes this Wednesday. So if you're in Cali, come come holler at your boy on uh, on the 14th of January. Because um, I'm probably, as a matter of fact, I got to send a text to my man Drew and uh, Jay Rue and, uh, and my man, uh, the Rock the World himself, Tony Rock. Uh, and y'all can come come check out a funny show on uh, on Wednesday, this Wednesday. And aside from that, y'all catch me... Uh, I need to put that date on my uh, calendar. I get I get lazy sometimes, but I'm at the uh, Denver Improv this month. Yeah, if you in Denver, it's been I probably haven't been there in like a year and a half, almost two years. So y'all come check check me out the Denver Improv, January 22nd through January 25th. That's a uh, Thursday through Sunday. And let me tell you, I am not excited about coming into that uh, into that weather area. <laughs> Uh, you think Denver's warmer than it is here? That's funny. It would be funny if go to Denver and it's sunny. It's, it's brick. Oh, wow. Mike just said it's colder here than it is in, Ala- in parts of Alaska. What have we done? But you know, there's no such thing as global warming, people. I mean, it's winter. That's I, I, you know what I will say? We, thus far, we, we've had a decent winter. You know, it, it, you know so I'm not, I'm not complaining I ain't stretching imagination. I'm like, you know what? It could be a lot worse. Even when it snowed the other day, I didn't even have to shovel. I just, I, I put salt down in it and it melted. So that's the lazy man's shovel, you know. <laughs> so you know what? I'm not going to, my back hurts, but I will drop this salt. Uh, you know, so what? Your dog's paws may get messed up. You know, you can't have everything, you know. Is Peter going to write me? Peter, don't write me. Please don't write me, Peter. Peter! Peter! And read? Uh, yeah, and, uh, and that's pretty much it, man. Uh, uh, oh, you know what I did say, D'Angelo? I didn't really get to talk about it the way I was. Should I just wait till the next episode? I've got holes in different area. What? Uh, episodes. Uh, no, that's the other song. Blung, blung, blung. Uh, hold up. Wait. Uh, that's the episode. Anyway, uh, anyway, I'll say this uh, real quick, man. D'Angelo, big fan of D'Angelo and and uh, and his new album. I wish more people would uh would would realize how how great this album is, man. I mean, I've been stuck on uh the new song. I get stuck on a new song like every week. Um, I was stuck on this when I first got the album. I was stuck on this song till it's done, but now I'm stuck on this uh this uh song another life another another babies are gonna get made to another life, y'all. Like that's another life in another life. Uh, it's it's just a, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautifully constructed song and the harmony. I think that's where D'Angelo wins, man. His harmonies are just illmatic. Um. 
This dude, this dude's amazing, man. I I can't say enough. And it's inspiring. I love good art because good art inspires me to want to, you know, create and 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 write something new, write something brilliant, or push myself further artistically. So if any of you are into, you know, in inspirational um Music and I don't want to. I don't want it to sound like he is a what's what's the what's the motivational speaker Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, D'Angelo. When I say inspirational music, I'm not I'm not saying that he's going to uh, make you feel like <laughs> feel like whatever your lot in life is, you can work through it. No, I'm saying his his music music's inspiring because it's something refreshing. It's something new. Or, or he takes what's been done and then flips it on his head and and offers offers something slightly different to what we're used to being fed on a constant basis. You know, I, I joke on stage about what I call sort of, um, you know, ADD music and ADD uh, entertainment, not to be confused with all deaf digital, which I'll be performing uh in uh, Los Angeles, California, and Hollywood, uh, at at Russell Simmons All Deaf Digital Show at Inside Jokes uh, next this coming Wednesday. No, I'm talking about a attention deficit disorder entertainment where it's all sort of disposable. Where you hear it, you hear it for, you know, you hear it so many times, and then you're like, ah, I guess I like it now. You know, uh, I don't know what he's saying in lifestyle. <laughs> Right, y'all heard this song. That's the song. That's the song. And here's what's funny. And I bop my head to it. If it comes on, I bop my head. And then I'm like, what is he saying? You know, people think people actually think I don't like Rihanna. I I like I like Rihanna. I cl- I joke about her music because a lot of it sounds redundant because it sounds, you know, from eh, 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 to uh, eh, 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 oh, 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 like it's all just sounds and vowels, um, but it works. Uh, I actually think Umbrella, if you just, if you listen to Umbrella, I think Umbrella is a great song. It's just redundant, you know? Uh, I think what Umbrella is saying about friendship, I think there's a nice little message in Umbrella. Um, but it just it's it's the the sound of it has become redundant um and comparable to a lot of um other music that's out there. Uh D'Angelo, I don't get that. I don't listen to D'Angelo. Some people say, well, he sounds derivative of Prince. Yeah, there's songs that do sound Prince-esque, but he still, in my opinion, adds his own twist, adds his own stank to you know. And uh did he just scream like D'Angelo? Because uh, that's what D'Angelo just does Just arbitrarily with You know, he just screams for no reason um, So yeah, go check out uh, Go check out You haven't Oh, you. I didn't even realize uh, What's the name? It's called uh, D'Angelo and the Vanguard Is actually the name of the uh, The name of the group And his album is called Black Messiah Uh because he's a savior of sorts, savior of the music landscape. I even one of the um one of the band members. Now keep in mind the band that I worked with in uh in Qatar, um, Dirty Word. Y'all look them up. These dudes were 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 awesome, brilliant, uh, supremely talented, and 
one of the singers slash uh, musicians, uh, Rick, dude had a, he has a great, like, he, I was listening, our rooms were next to each other, and I just listened to him warm up. This dude had, if not fifth octave, he was like four, at least. Like, he was hitting high notes just in his rehearsal. And he and I kicked, kicked it and bonded because uh, we were talking about art and inspiration, and I mentioned uh, Bl- Black Messiah, and D'Angelo, and he was like, yo, I just I just was telling somebody this. And so we bonded just because of our, our, our love of uh, of D'Angelo, man. So, and yeah, it's been 14 years since, uh, that's 15, was it 15? Yeah, 15 years since uh, since Voodoo came out. But what's, what, what I also find interesting is if you, if you kept your ear to the street or if you happened to catch any of his appearances and he'd been making them sporadically. I know he was just in, uh, in Brooklyn, I think of Williamsburg back in June of last year. And every so often he would do these spot performances. He was doing some of the songs that are on the album, you know, um, but you just didn't know them. Um, but you were just happy, like, oh, well, at least he's still alive. And he lost some weight. He doesn't look like old dirty bastard anymore. Doesn't look like bloated ODB. At one point, he was looking kind of, kind of dirty. What y'all thought y'all were going to see me? I'm the Osiris on this motherfucker. Anyway, I think that's enough. Hey, man, Jermaine Dean Edwards. As always, we, we thank y'all for being uh, supportive and listening. Riding out with us, you know. Hope you have a good day, and then and uh, you got something out of this podcast. What I have no idea. I have no idea what you got, but you got something because you're still sitting here almost an hour later. And for that, we appreciate all the love, man. Y'all, y'all uh, keep supporting on all things comedy, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and soon to be Stitcher. Got to work on that, and um. And keep an eye out for bigger and better in 2015. As as always, man, I, I got love for y'all just as much as y'all got love for me. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Uh, Bessie, come back. Come back. Bessie, come back. They miss you. It's not about me. It's about what the fam want. And the fam wants you, son. So uh, come on back. And we'll catch y'all next time on the Father Mucker Protocols. Your man, Dean Edwards. Uh, all love, two fingers, peace.